everybody. Welcome back to another edition of The Teardown. My name is Jeff Luck, and I'm standing with Jordan Bianchi, my coworker from The Athletic. And we are inside the garage stalls at Martinsville Speedway. There's not a lot of places to do uh, podcasts here at Martinsville, a little bit of an old school type media center, smaller track. And uh, it's not a terrible night out here, Jordan. So we decided to speak for yourself. I'm freezing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I suggest we go in the garage. It's a little warmer. <laughs> At least we're protected from the wind here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we are standing here. The haulers are going to be rolling out at some point, probably during this podcast. So you may hear some background noise. We see inspection going on behind us. And uh, of course, we just saw another crazy martinsville speedway race i mean so i swear somebody on this podcast texted the other person at i don't know like the 300 lap mark or so and said man this is just not that exciting of a race it wasn't it It wasn't wasn't. and the other person responded yes it's kind of typical martinsville right now and that means with about 50 laps to go or 100 laps to go all hell's gonna break loose, and that is exactly hey, what happened. The correct answer was 60 laps to go. I think it started breaking <laughs> yeah. loose. You you did say you wrote back and said uh, it's building to one of those typical Martinsville races where the last 100 laps are chaos. And uh, you know, we have some uh, inspection parts going by here. You you guys just have to forgive the background noise. It's it's part of the ambiance, Jordan. Yeah, it's something. All right, I feel bad for the listeners having to listen to this. <laughs> anyway, listen. Uh, you were right about that. It it did get much more exciting. And I, I, I don't know what makes them, what makes people all of a sudden just flip a switch. I, I asked Chase Elliott about it afterwards. Well, he, yeah, he said it was a combination. I mean, desperation, um, you know, having to win at that point, you know, being in maybe a different position than you've been in all day, mm-hmm. you know, because the field sort of got sure. shuffled. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it went from, wow, this is going to be one of the most straightforward Martinsville races. But I guess it always seems like that. Yeah, and then it just people. Oh, I mean, I, and I'm guilty of this as anyone. I always say, well, Martinsville's crazy, and it's a, you know, I always like to refer to it as a backroom brawl. And, and it is. But it, that doesn't mean that it's that way from lap one to 500. I mean, it usually means the last 50 or so laps or 100 laps. And then every, but before that, we are, people forget, there are long stretches at Martinsville, every race, where there's just long green flag racing. And it yeah. just, it happens. And it's the way it is here. And it's just like you said i think desperation is a big part of it and it's also getting down to it and realizing your situation and i think brad keselowski is a perfect example of that tonight there was you know there was a path for him to point his way in and then it kind of went away with chase elliott clinching a spot and then his car got much better and all of a sudden it went from okay i can maybe get in the points to well only way i'm going to get in really is probably by winning and i'm going to have to go after it and you and you saw that and that just ramps up the intensity from there and i think another example is denny hamlin who was in a really good position but started in the back Got went forward, then had a penalty, and then he finally was able to get to the front, and that put a new player in the mix when he took the lead. So you just have all these different things that kind of come to the forefront, and they usually kind of you know you throw them in a blender, and then the cocktail's ready to be poured about you know lap 450. Yeah, and this is such a weird race that uh, you know in terms of the up and down nature of it, I'm not sure exactly how to like talk about it because first of all, you have a winner who didn't affect the playoff picture in a sense, which is pretty rare for. Um, a Martinsville fall race. I can't remember if some if that's Dale happened Junior. in the elimination era. Okay, yeah, is that what 2014. Happened? He okay, won here, and he got go. eliminated the week before. Was that the first? Yeah, it was the first, first year one. of the okay. elimination. Uh-huh, yep. Uh huh. Okay. There you go. Uh, yeah, because was that the year he would have gotten into the? He would have gotten in had he had yeah. survived Talladega or whatever, right? Yep. Or that other round. They're dragging more inspection parts by now. So anyway, bear with us, folks. I'm sorry. This is going to be a little amateur on the audio, but anyway. 
Uh, yeah, so let's just start with Bowman, okay? I, I go outside. We both run outside, you know, to get our post-race stuff. The fans, great crowd today, by the way. Yes. Amazing crowd, electric atmosphere. Fans, boo, boo. I mean, just deafening boos. I look up at the screen, expect, I'm like, who are they booing? I'm expecting to see Alex Bowman's face. You know why? <laughs> I mean, obviously, that was that is really stupid. Everybody listening is correct. You're an idiot, Jeff. You're correct. I, I thought, oh, they're going to be booing Alex Bowman because he took out the leader. He wrecked the leader. Oh, they must be upset about that. No, it was Denny Hamlin's face. <laughs> they're booing the crap out of the guy who got wrecked while leading. That guy gets booed, not the other guy. This is Martinsville, baby. It is. Uh, there's a lot of Chase Elliott fans here. They have long memories, and they remember 2017. And Denny, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because he's outspoken about things. I, I don't know. I do know. You know why? Because I asked on Twitter. This might be a dumb question, but why are people booing All the right. crap out of Denny Hamlin? And I got like literally. <laughs> I mean, I, got, I don't know if I've ever gotten so many responses to a question so quickly. I mean, there's a litany of answers sure. but many i mean the bottom line is nascar fans pretty much hate denny hamlin's guts i mean they view him as like a whiner a hypocrite somebody who as you said did this to chase elliott in 2017 then turns around can't take the medicine or can't take his own medicine right call is standing there on we couldn't hear this interview but he called him he called alex bowman a hack several times no. said he gets outrun by his teammates all this stuff um and you know fans don't like that and plus his celebration uh, I, I don't know. You saw that, right? When we yeah. were running out there, um, he yeah, that was interesting. That was a curious move because I mean, Denny's locked in. I mean, he's in the championship four. We can't lose sight of that. And that is a move where you're, I'm watching this. I'm going, does he realize? Like, I mean, you don't know where this is going to go. If Bowman gets out of his car, what's Hamlin going to do? You're just like thinking, is he going to do something that's going to jeopardize his spot in that championship four field? Because you didn't know at that moment. What would, what would he do? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't think he was going to take his car and, and nose Alex Bowman's car in a victory lane celebration. So, I mean, everything is on the table at that point. I'll, I'll be honest, Jordan. If I was a driver and I got dumped for the win and I saw another driver, the driver that did that to me, on the front stretch doing burnouts, I'd be like, oh, no, 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 you are not going to. Like, I, I honestly think I would react the same way Denny did. Even if, you're fi even if you have a championship you're going for what the next year. What does that have to do with it? Because you might do something that gets you suspended. NASCAR is going to suspend him for if you do judging his car? NASCAR loves this. This is I'm not <laughs> disagreeing. Like paying but paying Denny for this. Something happens. Something a mistake happens. Something gets carried away. We, we've seen this before. I mean, I, I just to me, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm looking back on, man, if I would have just been a little bit cooler, I'll be fine. Not a big deal. I can get my revenge at a different date, different time. I'm looking no. at the big picture. No, I don't think that's no. I mean, I don't think he. I don't think he had lost his mind there or something. No, I don't think he did either. I'm just saying that it felt in that situation. You see him come up, and you don't see it. When's the last? We've never seen a victory lane celebration interrupted like that before. It, it, I haven't recently. That's you know, and at that point, you're thinking, well, wait a second. You don't know where his mind is at. I mean, this is happening instantaneous, and you're watching this, and this happened. I mean, uh, I kind of wish right he had gotten out of, of his car and reached into Bowman's car and started to f like a fight right on the front stretch in front sure. of all the fans. That would have been freaking epic. Uh, I thought that was what was going to happen. But then there were so many fights, potential fights going on. I was <laughs> like, we got to run down to Kyle yeah. Busch and – you know, Kyle Busch is going to wreck, uh, fight Keselowski. Um, yeah, I was flying down there. <laughs> yeah, and then Kyle later said that he wanted to beat the shit out of him. Uh, sorry if there's any little kids listening. Um, but that's Language, what he please. said. 
uh, he, he's not going to get fined for that. He is going to get fined for using probably the R word yeah. uh, during the media scrum, uh, which, you know, can't do that. Uh, but so, yeah, that's that's the one driver that's going to get penalized. Um, and then I guess there was something with Stenhouse, too. Did you hear I didn't about see that? It. I didn't hear that at all. I haven't seen okay. that. I was focused on the... The playoff guys. Yeah, yeah the no. playoff guys. I mean, I, it was it was just like one of those... This is the most fun post-race because it's just like... I, I'm sure it was for you at Bristol Night Race where you run out of the media center. And I wish I could explain to people what it's like because when you're watching on TV at home, you just can't... You're still... at t- When you're watching on TV at home, when you're watching this race, you're still clued into everything that's going on, right? And you, TV's showing you everything they're seeing and they're not missing anything you know they're like oh we have an overhead of this switch to this this guy's fighting now show replay of this incident on the cool down lap or whatever right but when we leave the media center and we go out into sort of like a no cell phone service zone and all you have i mean you still have your radio on and so you're maybe getting um you know at that point the race is over so the team radios are pretty much unplugging you can hear mrn if they're saying oh there's something going on and but you mostly hear the fans cheering, mm-hmm. and you're looking up at the board at what's going on. You're kind of you're like running down pit road, look back up at the board. You know what's is there a fight? You know am I missing something? Um, and those chaotic kind of moments and just you know Split surveying second. the scene, like you get down to the cars, who's is somebody talking yeah. to who? And that that's the adrenaline's up. So I mean do. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's fun. Yeah, it, it, that's my favorite part of the job. Well, yeah. second favorite part of the job. What's your first? Breaking news. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> flex. Uh, flex. Um, I, thought it, I thought you were going to say your favorite part of the job was appearing on the background of camera shots. No, I don't for, try to do that. Oh, you don't I, try to do I, that. I don't. Okay. Why are you wink, rolling your eyes? Wink, wink, wink. You really think wink. I do? No. Wink, wink. You've already insulted me enough today, right? Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so that, I mean, it's just, uh, it's it's chaotic. Um, and, and what we saw down there was a lot of unhappy drivers getting out and sort of just debriefing and... I'm surprised. I mean, I was really... I mean, I think, honestly, I mean, Denny had his, what happened on the front stretch, but by the time he got to to pit road, he, you could tell that he had kind of processed it a little bit, and, and I don't know if he was, something was overset over the radio or not, but it was, you could tell that he was, it was going to end there. It wasn't going to be anything more than that, and you know, at that point, it was like, okay, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be smart here, and then I don't know, you know, Kyle Busch, you know, I... You know, what do you do? I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation. Kyle Busch was honestly, I mean, yeah, he later said, you know, he wanted to beat up Keselowski, but he was really, really calm. What? I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was. Comments. Were you surprised at how the last, I, I mean, I thought for sure with Bowman leading, I thought for sure Kyle Busch and or Brad Keselowski were just going to send it. Okay. It I was, asked both of them about that. Perfect. What did they say? Okay. Keselowski said. He could not get to Bowman it to looked like try that because he his what they have under the motor is just not nearly good enough, and they have a lot of work to do for next year because even if he wanted to try to get to Bowman, because that's yeah. what I thought, yeah. he's restarting third. We just asked him, I just asked him this question before the race in the pre-race bullpen about what would happen if you're lining up with two to go, you know, kind of like what what is that scenario like? And he picked that lane. Because he, I said, what if you were the leader? You said to like, me, you told me, run, like, you know, like you, I think you said to me on the right before the restart, you looked over and you're like, he's Keselowski's gonna yeah. send him here. Um, but he couldn't get to him. Yeah, I mean that that it was like bottom the 48 line. just got a really good restart yeah. and he did. And then Kyle said, he said, you know what, you know, after he had ripped everybody for not having enough respect and all this stuff before the race, he said, you know what, everybody else is doing it. I was, I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna hit Bowman, but okay. he couldn't get there. 
couldn't either. get there. No, he 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 was he wanted to try. It he looked like he had a run into three, and it looked like he might have been able to do it. But he it wanted. To. No, he yeah. said he wanted to. He said he said, you know what? Everybody else does it. I'm just going to go ahead. Yeah, and do I it. mean, in that situation, honestly, I think it's everything. Throw your hands up and just say the hell with it. Cause I mean, he would have wrecked him to get into the championship. So yeah. Um, then he said he said he did say everyone else does it, but I guess it depends who you are as far as whether people are like it or like it or not. But, yeah. Um, which is true because if Kyle Busch had wrecked Bowman for the win. Then, despite Bowman wrecking Denny for the win, Bo- Kyle Busch would have gotten immense boos, massive, yep. massive, massive boos for wrecking his way into the championship round there. Yep. Uh, but, you know, that's, it's the fans like who they like. You know, you're not going to change that. Uh, anyway, but yes, they, they did try. To, to they did. They just, they they want, did, I think they, they both wanted to. They just couldn't get it there, and this is the beauty of Martinsville. Yeah, Bowman, I mean, Bowman did what Keselowski had said. He ran. I mean, he ran and got away, and um, he didn't let anybody get to him in that in that restart. I mean, I was kind of surprised. You know, I was almost in disbelief. Like, wow, they came around to take the white flag. Nobody wrecked, and he's gonna he's gonna win this race, huh? Yeah. But I'll tell you what was even bigger disbelief. Martin, I look at the, at the board because I don't. I kind of like lost track of what was you know points wise what the situation was. He was like, you know, zero one. You're like, okay. Kyle Bush is in or whatever. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, Kyle was ahead at the yeah. one by one point, and then they were tied, but Kyle Bush had the tiebreaker. But, I mean, okay, so Truex, one moment, he's eighth. He has damage nope. to his uh, left front. He gets slammed into the wall. Um, I, he corrected me in the press conference because I said, you slammed the wall. He said, no, got slammed. Yeah, he got pushed. He got, yeah. I talked to his crew chief, James Small. And yeah. It was very clear. The, the 10 got into us. Yeah, so. Uh, and also Truex made a, and, and Truex made a, a questionable decision to try to go three wide to make a pass or second which didn't need at all like at that point he should have just been very content to run third fourth because he tried to go low into three and make, he lost and, and, he, and he, not, he lost multiple spots and he fell back he lost all his momentum got slit then he slid up in the upper lane and then he opened up the door for everybody to pass him and that's how he ended up getting back by Almarola where ended up getting contact so it was just like this domino effect of, of everything literally the last 35 laps for Truex were just like completely haywire yeah, so so okay, I, I guess I was kind of the under the assumption that he's going backwards. And I saw him, you know, he had a chance at that last restart, but I had missed in the moment that it was happening that all these people took the bottom and he was able to move up like to yep. the second row or whatever it was and he gained three spots or something like yep. that. He ends up making it in by three points. And, and Kyle Bush on his radio was informed that I saw how I don't even think he was informed. He saw how everything, but he lined up and he just like he could like, he basically metaphorically threw up his hands and went, "Oh God!" You know, everybody just gave you know Truex a bunch of spots. Like Kyle yeah, Busch, I, right I missed that there. at the time. So when I look up at the end and see, oh, Truex just made it by three. I was like, "Wow, what?" Um, Truex was a little bit mystified himself as to how, despite that damage. I mean, I thought I thought I asked him afterwards, like that damage didn't cut your tire. Like was that not rubbing? And he said, "I could feel it." You know, a little bit, and like it jerked the wheel out of my hands the yeah. first time, but then it kind of cleared itself enough. And I guess that sharp part was just—it was dragging, sort of flapping <laughs> yeah. enough on there that it wasn't cutting the tire somehow. And the damage with the wall—we're standing probably like I was pointing to the wall. You can't see on the podcast. We're like probably 50 feet from the wall where he slammed right now. Um, that's why I was pointing at it. <laughs> like I can't believe that didn't end his because as soon as he hit the wall, I'm like, oh, he's done. He's done. You know, like that's yeah, kind of I mean, tire. It looked like it. And then he finished fourth and made it. Like what? How did that, uh, how did that happen? He said he's gonna buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, His crew exactly. chief James Small is gonna go home and have some beers. Coors I, banquet. I, I'm sort of stunned that that he was able. They to were make stunned it. too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, 
God, all it's funny happen. though because we, we've talked about this a lot, and I and I've been very adamant. I think he's going to go to Phoenix, and I think he's got a really, really good chance to win this championship. I, I said he was going to come to Martinsville and be really, really good. He ran top three, four today, looked really good, and it's funny. Like he went from almost out, was out, and then in by the the skinniest of margins, and now got a really good chance to win the championship that's just this format and how fickle it is and it's crazy and it's even extends to a guy like ryan blaney who came in today and ryan was pretty confident ryan said this morning said if there's a track that i have to go into in the position i'm in which is you know, one point behind the cut line because i would want it to be martinsville because we run so good here every time he you know finishes well here gets stage points and he was a complete non-factor today well he i mean just from the start he didn't have the car um, it was really puzzling, actually. I mean, it, it just seemed like it kept getting worse. They took swings at it. They had a um, moment there fleeting where they went into the top 10 and it looked like, okay, they kind of do it what Brad did, which was like, okay, now they're coming around a little bit. They actually passed Brad at one point. They're like, like, okay, they're starting. And they still had like 300 laps to go, so plenty of time. And, and then it just, again, went sideways and they were done. I, I, I'll be honest. I was really surprised in general how the race played out. Not even, not even talking about the last 60 laps, but for the calm part, say. I really thought it was going to be sort of a, I don't know, I wanted to lean towards saying it was going to be a JGR Penske mix more than a Hendrick yeah. JGR mix. And you had Hendrick for a while running one, two, three, and one of those was not Larson. And it was like, wow, Hendrick. I mean, because we think about all year, we've talked about at the 750 tracks, oh, is that is that Hendrick's weakness? Is that Hendrick's weakness? Here they are at a key race. Uh, you know, I, I know they're good at Martinsville. I get that. But... You know, Denny Hamlin, according to David Smith's st statistics, and, and Hamlin probably would have won the race. Um, Hamlin's had the fastest car at 750 tracks this year. I looked it up to today because I, Hamlin this morning was like, you know, he basically was giving data, David Smith the shout out on Motorsports Analytics and saying, you know, last year we went to Phoenix and we were defeated before we started because we had the 12th fastest car on the 750 tracks. And this year we've had the fastest car. And he was like super confident in saying it so i was like has he and sure enough like by whatever metric you look at denny hamlin has the best short track speed and um so yeah i mean so to see the hendrick cars up there i was like okay um that's that's interesting now ultimately it flipped toward the end and that's when things got interesting but um yeah i mean to me i were, i mean were you surprised that penske wasn't more of a factor earlier in the race well, no, I mean well, Hamlin. I mean ha Hamlin started in the back. That's the problem. I mean, if Hamlin was starting up in the fat, uh, up in the front, I think he would have been more of a factor early. I mean, obviously, then he had a quick car. He went from the back to the front, and then or to the top fifteen-ish. Then he had a pit road penalty, and then fell back right away. And then he had to come back through again. And Martin Truex Jr. ran top five all day, and you know, so it wasn't. You're like, but Penske, Penske. Oh, Penske. You know what? It's a good thing I listen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was really surprised. Uh, Blaney, I mean, I thought Blaney, Blaney was my pick to win today. I mean, he really was. And I thought Logano was going to be up there. He just, I thought Keselowski yeah. was going to be up there, and he did at the end, but he wasn't, like, leading laps, you know, dominant. Yeah, no, he, he he didn't come on until the last. He came on when it started to get late, desperate late, times, yeah. and he was, like, Yeah, they found the handle of their car. I mean, I'm not surprised by Penske. They just have not been good. I mean, really, it's been. But at 750, a place even, here? Even like then, now? they're not, they haven't been that great this year. Yeah. Brad and Joey got one win apiece. Brad's win came at Talladega. Joey's win came on a dirt track. I mean, it's not like they've had opportunities. I mean, Blaney's been the best of the bunch out of that group. But Penske as a whole, and really, it's not just a Penske thing. It's a Ford thing across the board. 
I mean, yeah. it's it's Stuart Racing and Team Penske and Roush Fenway, and no four drivers are in the final four. One of our podcast listeners, Matt Gross, longtime Ford fan, tweeted something that really made me think. Um, he said this is going to be the first time that Ford has not won a playoff race at all. It's trending that way. I mean, I guess they still can win Phoenix, but they haven't won in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just um, thinking about that. You're right, yeah. And and I think it's all three series, in fact, um, if that's possibly true. I'd have to go look it up. But uh, that's pretty – I mean, you're right. There's something going on there. And, and I tell you what, that's not – we'll have plenty of time to talk about this later, but that's not – it doesn't bode well – going into next season when everybody's going to have the same car and the only thing different is going to be the motors. Yeah. And if they're behind on motor, that's a problem. Yeah. I've, I've got out of the, I stopped predicting. I, I've learned my lesson from being wrong so many times of saying, Oh man, these guys are going to be out to lunch. Cause I remember a couple years ago, Brad Keselowski going into a, at Homestead lost in the championship four and came into the media center and just said, Oh, well it's a good thing. We made a good run this year because next year we're going to be garbage. And next year they were lights out. You know, and so we, you know, think about this a year ago. A year ago, we were talking about Kevin Harvick winning nine races, and he won zero this year. I mean, at this point, so I, just so much can change. You don't know, you know, who knows what you know next year is going to be like with everything. So we'll see. But they have it. They've had issues. I mean, they've had issues in the aero side of things. They've had issues with getting their balance right. You talk to some of the people on the Ford side, and they'll tell you that the motors aren't very good. So let's talk about the four drivers who missed before we talk about the final four. Um, you know, we touched on Blaney kind of just a shame for him though in that the the way that the season and playoffs were trending you could make a strong case that you know at least for a lot of it he belonged in the final four i mean he had a strong run and you know it just it just fizzled out i mean not just today i mean it seemed to be going well up until last week really um and and it's just so weird how things can change an incident with austin Dillon, and suddenly he's in a points deficit and um you know it's just like Man, I mean, what, what's how are you going to look back on Blaney's season uh, as a whole? Um, well, won multiple races for the first time, which is really good. Became kind of a leader at Team Penske. Was the best, for the first time in his career, was the best driver at Team Penske from race one through 36, which is not something you can ever say before. Really stepped into his own. I, I think you have to take a look at it and say, he, you know, he had, it was a really good spot to, to make the final four, and then it just kind of went sideways at the end there and not – so much for his doing though you can talk about today maybe was you know that team wasn't prepared or you know but they just they missed it but i would be i would be more encouraged by that his year and what he's done than discouraged and logano i mean this is pretty much a big off year for yeah Lugano, this is underwhelming standards this yeah. is huge i mean they're, they're car- disappointing they didn't lead a lot of laps they weren't in contention much they didn't they're just they weren't good i mean they, they were flat by their standards they won one race it was a dirt race and really it was just kind of a it was an underwhelming year Kozlowski really maximized what he had um, and you know despite the lack of speed that we just talked about had a shot had a shot in the late laps to not just have to win his way in but until things change and the path closed like you talked about at the beginning of this show he had a chance to point his way in to the final four like that they maximized everything. I mean, really, really. I mean, they, they did everything they absolutely could do every single week and got the absolute best finish possible and squeezed it out and didn't make any mistakes, didn't put themselves in bad positions. And really, in a year where 
They didn't have a lot of speed. They couldn't go out and outrun people. They had to do other ways to get ahead. They did it. They capitalized on other people's mistakes, and they almost pulled the rabbit out of the hat and got a win here today and punched their ticket. Yeah. I, I, I'm really encouraged by his. I mean, if I was a Brad Keselowski fan or Pete Penske, I am really satisfied. The statistics may not show it, but deeper look at it, you're saying that that was a really good – they punched above their weight class year. So Kyle Busch, he basically said, you know – we, you know, we didn't have the speed. We stank it up um, the last couple weeks, and the fact that we even had a shot was a miracle, essentially. Um, but he did have a shot. He really did uh, until late. I mean, until, until yeah. Late I mean, the Kansas, the two issues. That, I mean, the one tire issue at Kansas hurt, but the second tire issue really put them behind the eight ball at points wise and put game. You know, it cost them what fifteen points, I think it was. Thereabouts. Uh, there's, it was, there's it was, the margin right yeah, there. Yeah, if you've been less than that, that's the difference. It's a tough year, and it's hard because it's like last year. You know, last year it was the same thing. Martin, uh, Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. were winning races and running up front. At least, you know, Truex was in a position to win a bunch of races and didn't, but he was up front all the time. And Kyle Busch is just kind of like just so-so. And this year, Denny Hamlin only had two wins. Only has got two wins, but he's, you know, was consistent every week. Truex has got four wins, made the, the championship four, and – Kyle's just okay. Like, there was glimpses this year. There were stretches where you're like, this feels like Kyle's kind of back to his normal form. But overall, he's yeah. he's third in the Gibbs hierarchy. I mean, I think his quote was basically like, when haven't we stunk this year? I mean, and he's right. I mean, the, you just don't see the last few years the speed that we expect out of him. And, you know, his driving talent is obviously still there. He's still in his prime. But for whatever reason – um, the cars, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know if they know what it is, but I mean, just, he's, uh, he's bemoaned the, the simulator and being able to set up, you know, being able to take what he's learned as a simulator and, and able to transfer that to the car, and that hasn't worked for him. And I mean, maybe with practice returning next year, that helps him or something. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's been the thing, too. Is I think for a while, that was the thing is he's a driver who really is somebody who likes a feel and uses practice to set up his race car and so often especially last year they were starting after the covid coming back from the pandemic they they were starting races by the eight ball where it took them so long to get that car right and by then they were playing catch up and they couldn't recover and that's kind of been the, it was the issue earlier this year but now it's you know he talked about it at darlington um it's like they're just having a hard time figuring out what to carry over from the sim to the actual real life racing so jordan i don't want to give you too much credit because i'm not even sure this is the case of course you don't but I, I i definitely don't want to if i don't have to of course you don't but i think when we made our playoff predictions in daytona at the end of the regular season finale <laughs> uh in that media room there did you correctly pick the final four i don't even remember it was so late you don't remember i'm pretty sure i, I mean I, I had larson i had Truex because i had Truex winning the championship I think I had Hamlin in there, and I think I had Elliott was my fourth. I, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty confident I had at least three of the four. Well, because you, if you recall, I had three Hendrick drivers yeah. plus Truex. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bold. So almost too bad. Uh, Byron had a Byron good run, was good. But, I mean, that, know, yeah, that, that's the guy. Good that, day today. Yeah, he's kind of he if he had made if he had made it out of that last round, he had a good round. That yeah, he's, he's been fast. He's all he's been know? good all year. Yeah, they just haven't been able to close a deal. But they've been yeah. really, really good. And before we move on, by the way, I mean, Alex Bowman, 
four wins this year. I mean, they have been <laughs> totally inconsistent. Clearly the fourth Hendrick car. Yet he has double the amount of wins as Chase Elliott. He doubled his career total you know. coming into this year. Uh, four wins on the season. I mean, that's a good season. It's a, Isn't that the, tied for the second most wins in the series? Uh, Truex has got four, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah it's, <laughs> Alex Bowman and Truex have the second most wins in the series behind Larson. And Bowman was out in round two, and it took, yeah. a, it took a miracle to make escape round one. Right, and right. And it's a weird season. So here's a question for you. Okay. Would you rather have his season? Or would you rather have make the final four? Well, this is what Denny said way back at yeah. Uh, there you Darlington go. That, that, there right? we go. Yeah. What would you rather have? I mean, I'd rather have Denny's season, right? I you do have too. A chance to yeah, win, the, win championship. the championship, and you've been good all year, fast all year. You know, I mean, I think it's frustrating and inconsistent for for Bowman. Um, you can tell it frustrates this crew chief. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, I do, I do take it at face value that he says that. You know, I I, I believe him when he says he didn't wreck him on purpose. He's not that kind of driver. I mean, I, th- I think he he may have overstepped his bounds and kind yeah. of like maybe had a run out of talent moment. You know, he, he pushed hard. And, yeah, he pushed know, he hard. He was trying yeah. everything he could. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that he took Denny on purpose. It looks bad, of course, in that situation when you take out the leader. No. Um, but. Short track racing. Yeah, I mean, that's that's part of it. But anyway, um, yeah, so I had three Hendrick drivers in the final four plus Truex. So I did not have Hamlin in. So, um, you know you sub Byron for Hamlin there, but I think you, ha- I mean, I, think I, again, right. I don't want to give you too much credit, but I of think you, you had the final four. So congrats. If that's true, <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen. It's, you know, in the moment right here. So I didn't prepare that. Wasn't, wasn't prepared for Shocked. Jordan to get this exactly right folks, but congrats <laughs> to you. So it's a very great call. Uh, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. Um, but I also think, you know, you can make a pretty strong case that despite all the playoff craziness, are these the best four drivers of the year that, that ultimately NASCAR ended up with? James Small, Truex's crew chief, said that. He goes, these are the four best drivers on the 750 tracks. Because we were talking about Phoenix and everything. He goes, if you look at the numbers and you know how good everybody is on the 750 tracks, these are probably the four best drivers and teams. I mean, we talked about Truex. He's second in wins. Larson is Larson. We don't even need to go down that road. Say what you want about Elliott, and we have dissected Chase Elliott's season many times. He finished in the top two this year nine times. He's been in the led a lot of laps, been in the mix. He's clearly one of the top three or four drivers this year, easily. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I look at this and, I, yeah, I think this is the, probably the four. I mean, put it this way: there is nobody that missed out. The only guy I think you could make it maybe a case for would be Blaney. Right, right. But he also, you know. But who would you take out? Yeah, who he would have need Blaney would have needed to win today. To, to maybe make his case, and then I would maybe have felt you make it over Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. Oh, but, yeah, exactly. You know, but because Elliot hasn't had like he hasn't won an oval, right? Didn't hasn't he won an oval. Road two road courses: Road America and uh, Ro- Coda. And Coda, yeah. And the Coda one was rain shortened. Yes, it was, which Larson may have won. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I still think, like you said, I mean, Elliot's had a strong season. Um, Truex was, you know, quote <laughs> the championship favorite for a while after he won on those seven fifty races uh earlier in the summer until larson got hot larson's obviously the driver of the year and hamlin's the one that pushed him to the regular season uh you know championship and hamlin you know to win in the playoffs like he did i mean he he came out pretty strong so and he probably would have won today i mean uh, yeah i think it would have been interesting to see if chase chase had an mean, case though the most laps today i mean if chase didn't yeah. get spun I mean, where is he in the mix so yeah and, and that, by the way, I don't think that was intentional either. Keselowski no. spinning Chase wasn't intentional. I don't think Chase thought it was no. intentional. Either, no, so. it's just hard racing. I mean, that's product of what you this want. Is here, what, right? This is what Martinsville's about. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, all that said, why don't we go ahead and make a championship prediction? Because sure. about that time, one week from right now, like how? we're going to wow. be right. standing somewhere in Phoenix Raceway. Maybe we can sit somewhere and do maybe, the podcast. Maybe in a, My maybe feet are getting Phoenix sore. Raceway has a lot of radio room, so we'll be sitting <laughs> in a radio room. It's warm outside, though, so Phoenix we could do Raceway. it outside somewhere. Yeah, we could do it outside. That'd be quite pleasant, wouldn't it? It would be, actually. Have a margarita or something. Don't tempt me. Okay. I make great margaritas. Okay. Well, anyway, um, who will we be talking about as the champion? I, I feel it would be disingenuous to go away from the guy I've said all along, and I've said that the the – the schedule sets up really favorable for Martin Chuck Jr. You're going to you're going to Martinsville. You know, coming here runs really well. And then if he can get to Phoenix as a Final Four guy, he won there in the spring. He's really good there. They've got the 750 tracks. It, there's a lot of comparisons between Martinsville and Phoenix. I think at the end of the day, I, I'm going to stick with Truex just because. Okay. Well, I actually thought when you started to say that you were going to say Larson. Um, just because Larson's been like the driver of the year sure. and all that stuff. Uh, I, I think, look, it's tempting for me to say Denny Hamlin because of the numbers that show that he's had the fastest short track car and all that stuff. Um, and you're going to Phoenix where, I mean, I, I was tempted to say whoever's going to win Martinsville is going to be the champion or something like mm -hmm. just like Chase last year. And it was in, until the Bowman incident is looking like Denny was going to win today. Um, I mean, I think you could make an argument that perhaps Denny might have had the fastest car. I don't know. So if that's the case, if that's the case, you know, you could make it. I mean, maybe he goes and wins Phoenix and wins his first title. And, and I think you make a case for all four of these guys in respects. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't feel like I can make as strong of a case anymore for Truex as I once could, though. When's the last time he, like, wowed you on a 750 track? I mean, Richmond, he won Richmond, but he wasn't going to win that race. Until late, yeah. right? So let a bunch of laughs and takes you know puts himself in position. And he was good today. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going just on the wow factor, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Can you? What kind of you know case can you make for Chase Elliott? Again, uh, Martinsville is very similar to Phoenix. They were really good here. Carry that over. They won that race last year for whatever that's worth, but they went into that race last year not as the guy we were talking about as a title guy. We were talking Hamlin, and we were talking Logano and Keselowski. Any of those three were gonna the heavy favorites, and Elliott went there and blew their, blew their doors off. So, yeah, that's the case. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I feel like it's going to come down to Larson and Hamlin as the much of the season has gone. It'll be appropriate. Um, and it's going to be I, – I think I'm just going to go Larson. I mean, I just think it's, it's know, Larson's yeah. year, and – I mean, I don't feel super strongly about it because I think that I almost feel like whoever, because it's a battle of teammates and you have a Hendrick versus Gibbs situation, nope. I think the cars are going to be prepared similarly enough that the champion is going to have a teammate behind them finish second. So I think you could have like a Larson Elliott one two sure. finish or a Hamlin Truex one two finish. Um, like one of one of the teams is just going to have an advantage or an edge over the other team. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like I said, I don't feel super strongly about it, but I think I'm just going to go Larson to win the title. You're picking the guy who won nine races and won the regular season championship and has twice won three races in a row. So you're not like you're going on a limb. It's a good, it's a good solid pick. So before we leave here, um, why don't we talk about the Xfinity series and the truck series. Uh, 
two very different races, in my opinion, <laughs> because the truck series was, as Martin Truex Jr. called it, pathetic, pathetic racing. Um, I did not enjoy that race at all. Uh, I, I, I know some people like the chaos and just the wrecking and driving through everybody and they think that's hilarious or something or wow. I, I watched that race and I'm just like, man, this is just messed up. Like, this is not what I want to see. John Hunter Nemechek getting hooked by Austin Wayne Cell. That was ugly. That like, was ugly. Come on. Like, what he, are we doing And, and then he, either he did it intentionally, and that's that's a no-no, and there should be ramifications for that, or he ran out of talent, and then you question whether why, if you're intentionally hooking people on the racetrack, whether you should be on the racetrack or not. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's just when, you, when, you, when the mentality of everybody out there is just like, I don't care. I'm just going to wreck people. I'm just going to drive through. I mean, Stuart Friesen, like – that late restart there, um, you know, Zane Smith lines up and he's like, okay, I'm going to restart on the inside. And then, you know, Stuart Friesen, you're thinking, oh, you know, it's only the young guys who do this. Those young guys have no respect. Stuart Friesen hooks somebody, you know, to end the race essentially. So it's, I don't, I, I don't, don't know. Like I, I guess all I, the I, veterans race like that too. Yeah. Uh, said Sauter races like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not up in arms about it, I guess, in the sense that, this, it didn't feel any different to me than what we've seen for so long in the truck series. We've seen this aggressiveness, this guys who are young and don't have the experience and guys who are trying to make a name for themselves or trying to hang on and make it, you know, continue to, to do this. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I looked at the race and I was just like, this is exactly what I expected because this is what I see most weeks. I mean, I go yeah. back to how many times this year we talked about Knoxville, Knoxville comes to mind when these guys are just Darlington earlier in this year where there's yeah. all you know i just i don't know i just this is the truck series in a nutshell to me i guess man it's just like ugh, i don't know it's it's just kind of uh i i you know it's the the whole lack of respect thing really bothers me because i yes i'm i know it's the playoffs and you're going for it and you got to do what it takes to win but you gotta you know where, where's the talent involved and just bowling somebody over like i want to see these guys win or do great sure. or and and i kind of i guess i want to see guys do what noah gregson did and that's why i say the xfinity race is kind of the opposite because he had a chance to take the inside behind daniel hemrick and just punt daniel hemrick out of the way and probably everybody would i i thought well that's I, what noah gregson's gonna do that's yeah. you know he's been talking about the snow plow he wants to be the snow plow and just move people out of the way or whatever right yeah. and he, he kind of lives in that bad boy aggressive yeah. image and, and instead what he did was he took the outside and as he put it he manned up and just beat him straight up to win the race that way it was, impre it was really impressive like incredibly that impressive racer credit to me that you was know? that was that was the most impressive i've ever been by noah gregson yeah i mean like noah gregson had to win Mm -hmm. in a must win like there's no situation where he was going to points his way in kind of thing and, and he did it the right way he he had a walk off he dominated the race he went out performed i mean it's just like wow that was impressive yeah. you know what i mean um now can he win the championship i don't know i mean Sindrick and almondinger are pretty uh, can be pretty just, yeah and they, hemrick too is hemrick's good he's he keeps knocking out the finish the problem is i think to win that championship you're gonna have to win a race and frankly hemrick's number one race yeah well you're I, I mean, out of those, one of those four is going to win that race, probably. So yeah, yeah. Um, who do you think for the Xfinity Series? If you had to get on the spot right now, it, it's Almondinger or Cindric, and honestly, it's a one A one B situation. I will give the edge to Cindric because that team doesn't make mistakes. 
They don't put themselves in a position where they have to scramble. They don't have to play catch-up. Allmendinger has a lot of speed. They won the regular season title, yes. But they just have these moments where it's something will happen, and they're like they kind of have to, to kind of to flip it and, and get out of that hole a little bit. To me, Cindric going there and doing what he did last year, which is putting himself in a position to dominate, lead a bunch of laps, is something I could I totally see happening. So I, I will take Cindric as well. I feel like uh, I'm just leaning toward the championship experience and um, going there and doing it again. Uh, and I will take John Hunter Nemechek. I think he escaped one, got Oof. you know, got kind of lucky uh, here at Martinsville. It was a, it was. I mean, not to. I'm, I mean, Austin Wayne Self was 100 percent at fault for this, but I didn't understand Hunter Nemechek's thinking at that time because he was well above the cut line. He was fine. It's like, why are you racing that aggressively? For a point that you don't need. I mean, I guess I thought he he thought the guy was not going to. I guess know, I just going wall, three wide into a corners and you know, on a turn is not something I would have I would have done. But again, I'm not a driver. But to me, it was just like yeah. it's like the Truex thing. It's like you got to look at the big picture and be like, is that point worth the the possible negative consequences that could come of this? Yeah, I mean, easy to easy to look at from our our view for 100%. sure. I'm really good at that. Um, I'm really good at Monday morning quarterback. So speaking of Monday morning quarterbacking. Uh, when the Was It A Good Race poll comes out uh, on Monday morning. By the way, nice win for you last week. Uh, I think I had said 52%. You had said like 56% or something like that. And it was right in the middle. And you won by like a point something Oh, percent. my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I wish everybody could see your face right now. That's great. Uh, oh, be still my heart. But so it's, it's now 5-3. to three, So I did not clinch the championship yet. I could clinch it right here. Oh, depending on please, your guess no. for the was it a good race poll. Oh, I hope it is. Uh, that's a really, this is a tough one because I'll say 83. Oh, I think you just gave me a championship. Oh, no. I hope not. Oh, please don't. I don't want to lose the championship. Do you think it's going to be higher than 83? Uh, people will be excited by the finish. I don't know how much they're going to be excited That's why I didn't go it. higher. I was, I was hard pressed not to go higher. I think the, I think I think it's going to be upper 80s rather than lower 80s. So I think I might just say I'm going to say 86.5 for the win and the championship. Oh, here's hoping you're wrong, Jeff, because I can't. The I don't know what you're, I would you, do. You're like the Chase Elliott line when <laughs> he was asked after the race what. Uh, Elliot was asked after the race what he thought of Denny Hamlin's comment that the people booing him were just Chase Elliott fans who can't think straight. And Chase Elliott basically took your tone and said, oh, no, I'll never be able to sleep at night. I don't think I'll sleep at all tonight kind of thing. I've never related <laughs> so, more to a race car driver than I do right now. <laughs> That's how you feel about the Woods that are race my fans pool. boo the hell out of you, too. <laughs> well, he said his fans don't care, just like you don't care <laughs> about the was it a good race poll. Amen. So, I, I hope we don't guess this next year because it sure is annoying. Oh, this is uh, fun. We'll do this every week. This is great. It was fun for a while when you cared, but, you it's know. A, I just – we'll try – next year will be different because it's going to be the next-gen car and the style of racing and what people are reacting to that is going to be fascinating to see. Yes, it will be. Yes, it will be. Well, um, only one more race to predict this year, and uh, we will be back with you live from Phoenix Raceway to talk about what happens in the championship race. Um, 
don't know. Before we go, is there any, any final thoughts from Martinsville to wrap up what we saw here? Typical Martinsville weekend. It's a great – I love this race. It's the last race to set up the championship for. NASCAR announced this a couple years ago. I was like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they put this race sooner? This is, And I tell people all the time, if you're a casual NASCAR fan, outside of Daytona 500, this is probably the race I'd recommend watching. So I, I do have a closing thought, and I'll probably repeat myself all week. I'll probably say this on Twitter. I'm, I'm going to be on the Door Bumper Clear podcast tomorrow if some of you are fans of that. And uh, I'll probably say this there as well. But I really hope that people don't let Phoenix pass by without just – looking at these cars listening to these cars the five lug nut pit stop um the 750 horsepower engines these cars that were built by the teams by hand instead of buying them from a one supplier with next gen i mean i think there's a lot to be excited about for the future and i'm fine with that um i think one lug nut makes a lot more sense than five lug nuts for instance but i think everybody given the NASCAR fan love for nostalgia, make sure you sort of soak up what you're going to see this coming weekend, whether it's practice, qualifying, the race. Listen to those cars one more time. Watch those pit stops. Watch those cars be very different from one another, you know, depending on what team was built, uh, what team built it, the craftsmanship that went into it. Um, and appreciate that, you know, like this is an era that is ending forever in NASCAR. We, I mean, this might be, for instance, next week might be the highest horsepower engine uh, in the Cup Series that we ever see again. Um, they're going that you know that race next year will be 670 instead of 750. For soon it'll be electric. Yeah, right. Soon it'll be electric. Um, you know, I, I just think appreciate it while it's there. I know some people haven't loved this car for whatever reason, um, but this this car started with the COT chassis. This just has a different body on it. And uh, this car's been around for a while, folks. I mean, this is 2007 till now. It's a big generation, a big era of NASCAR that you're going to probably feel fondly about someday. So don't let it pass by without just soaking up the moment because I think that's one thing we've learned, learned through the pandemic is to appreciate the moment. Don't look too far ahead. And uh, that's my hope for everybody next week i'm gonna go outside and listen to him with no earplugs for a while or something and just you get very emotional over this car you've done this a couple times on the podcast no, i just think and each it's time it's like i feel like i need to give you a hug or something no, like, you know why you it's crying. like you know like that nascar man rr on twitter yeah like he'll post videos and he'll be like wow check out this uh 2006 race yeah. at texas or something and you're seeing like jimmy johnson and jeff gordon battling it out and they're just like hanging out the cars and the cars are like the twisted sister all that thing and, and he's like man that was cool back then i wish i could go back and see those cars one more time or hear how those cars sounded one more time with that high horsepower or like and, and, you know and you can't like that's it's just gone you know what i mean so um even you know i saw a clip recently of of lewis hamilton he was doing some interview and like the old F1 car with like the super, super yeah. high pitch screams down the front stretch. Like the V10s. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, that was just the best race car, best sounding race car ever. I wish they'd go back to that. You know, stuff changes. And so I just feel like appreciate and soak up the moment. Capture that memory for yourself while you have it. That's I'm not getting emotional about it. I'm just saying don't let the don't let it pass you by. That's all. Okay. You, you're not biased I'm just, whatsoever. I, it's, I'm not. It's, it's a car. It's really, at the end of the day, it's a car. It, it's, it's memories, great. man. It's yeah, memories. It's, it's a car. We're fine. Anyway, I'll have this memory of standing here in the Martinsville garage Loud. with Jordan Bianchi and uh, 
Haulers is leaving. There a train? Is there a train? No, that's, that's the hauler. It's a hauler, that's a hauler sound, right. you know, as they leave. Why do they honk? They honk. They have a train horn. You never have seen a hauler parade or something? Uh, yeah. You never gone to the hauler you, parade? Yeah, they're, they're silly. I hate parades. Oh, my parades God. are stupid. All right. We need to end this right now. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. And uh, we will be back with you next time from Phoenix on the Teardown. <laughs>